Next time on a very spooky fine dining podcast, the season one finale, TGI Fridays the 13th. Oh, you betcha. Pineapple's gonna hit the fan as Michael's son Juicy, or in this episode, Juice Son Voorhees, <laughs> goes on a murderous rampage and no one is safe. It gets real spooky, it gets real bloody, and not everyone's gonna make it to the end of the episode. Who will live, who will die? Listen to Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, break down a trip to TGI Fridays based on the atmosphere, the service, and the food, and try not to be scared to death. Hear the thrilling finale of Fine Dining, Wednesday, October 25th, wherever you get your podcasts. my podcast. Of course, it's registered in my husband's name, but it's mine really. I'm Harriet Langley Swindon, and this is Non-Censored. Hello and welcome to Non-Censored, the podcast that wraps up all the best bits from my very real daily radio show, which we're currently working on submitting to the Radio Academy ARIA Awards. And if last year is any indication, we are cautiously optimistic. I'm Harriet Langley-Swindon and I'm joined as ever by my producer, producer Martin. What a show we've got for the listeners this week, eh, Martin? (laughs) Yes, we've got an interview with Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, as well as his ethics advisor's ethics advisor, Sir Stephen Stevens. And Facebook's Nick Clegg got on the line to discuss letting Donald Trump back on. As always, there's so much we didn't have time for. We had a brilliant segment on trans people in prison, didn't we? Yes, and and what was surprising about that was that everyone agreed it was well-balanced, respectful to all sides, and nobody complained at all. Yeah, such a shame we couldn't include it. Anyway, listeners, please remember that we need questions for a new monthly Time for Questions episode of this podcast. Please email a voice note to nonsensoredpodcast at gmail.com and we'll use our favourites in a show soon. How many emails have we had so far, Martin? Uh, including the ones with exciting offers of business? No. One. OK, well, that's not enough. Listeners, I demand that you send a voice note to nonsensoredpodcast at gmail.com or you won't be able to listen to the rest of this podcast. Uh, we, we don't actually have the technology to well, do that. Well, let's start with the big man himself. Well, the man himself, Prime Minister Rishi Sunak. Prime Minister, welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I think I've answered that question already. Okay, right. Oh, yes. No. To be fair, you you answered it in the in the in the pre the pre record the preamble the preamble. Yes, yes the of preamble. course, yes. of course. Thank you for coming on the show. We want to talk to you about Nadim Sahawi. Now, just hold on one you... second. Let me. Oh, uh, let me. Sorry. Yeah. Carry on. Yes. What do you say to the calls to, to sack him? I mean, the calls are getting louder, Prime Minister. I mean, well, look. Uh... Nadim and I uh, haven't been able to to speak much this week. Um, In fact, we haven't spoken at all. Um, I've been incredibly busy uh, going up and down the country trying to make sure that we're we're levelling up and we're giving people the things that they want, which is to be able to uh, feed their families. Can I pick you up on that? Because levelling up, I thought that was on the way out, but it's still happening, is it? 
Well, we're always having up. A Conservative government is one which levels up whether we have a scheme for it or a minister for it or not. A Conservative government ensures levelling up for, for, for everybody. So that's, that's I'm getting on with the job at hand, delivering on my manifesto. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, no, go on, go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've flashed. Great. Um, yeah, um, so, so that's that? what we're, we're doing. Oh, no, no, nothing. Just, yeah, nothing. Uh, Prime Minister, it, I, it seems like perhaps you're, uh, you've got a bit of background noise. Sorry, this is producer Martin. I'm just just keen to get a good, good line so we don't miss anything you're saying. No, no, it be, you, it's do, pretty clear audio. I'm connected to my Bluetooth. So oh, uh, OK. My, uh, my mistake, please. The control panel just seems a bit different on this, but it should be fine. I mean, you're the not. Prime Minister's a very busy man. He's obviously rushing around, but he's still got time to speak to us, yes. and I think that's great. Yes. Well, yeah. exactly. And like I said, I'm getting on with the business of delivering for, for the people. Delivering the people, uh, levelling up. Yes, uh, and making sure the economy's strong and all of that. But you haven't had a chance to speak to Nadim this week at all? No, Nadim and I haven't haven't spoken. Um, uh, and I've heard some rumblings. And to be honest, I'm not really enti- entirely sure of the full extent of it. And I'll speak to him to, to, at some point to, to clarify this. When uh, will you speak I, to I him? Feel, well... <laughs> I've said that I'll speak to him, so I think that answers your question, that the, the but, when but sure, is but, but, kind but, of an irrelevance here. But if we're sort of talking, you know, in vague terms, when will you speak to him? I'll speak to him at the right time, at a time during a particular day. It'll be right. somewhere between Monday and Friday. Oh, OK, uh, between right. Between the hours of 8 and 5pm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I've answered the question, that there's a specific time at which I'll speak to him. And that will be forthcoming? That'll be in the next few days, will it? It'll be... On a day yep. ahead from now. Because, I mean, Prime Minister, not only all, all the sort of hullabaloo about his tax, but also he's now facing questions over a 30 million unsecured loans to his wife's property company. So has he been a naughty boy? Does he need to be talked to? I, I, don't, I don't really understand why, why the media does this. Personal affairs between husband and wife are between husband and wife. What my wife does yep. with her money is entirely her business. And what I do with my money is entirely my business. Same with Nadim, I'm sure. Whatever their arrangements are, uh, as you well know, Harriet is someone who's in a loving long-term relationship. Yes, I am. Uh, there you. are always various different kind of arrangements you have to make. So right. I'll speak to Nadim to fully understand. I don't um, want to pry too much in his personal life, just as I don't think anyone should pry in my personal life. Yeah, go on. You can cross. I'm sorry. You can Pr- cross. Prime, Prime, uh, Prime Minister, I, I do have to say, this, this really does seem like um, the kind of thing that you, you have had levelled at you in the past which is um, encouraging or uh, certainly allowing a system which feels like a one rule for them and another for us um, how, how would you respond to that claim? I don't, I don't, I don't know why, I don't think that's been levelled at me at all I don't know why I've, I've answered that question at the time when it was when it was levelled at me. I answered it then. So if you want an answer to that question, what I'd suggest is you refer back back to that answer when I answered it then. So you you have answered well, you have answered confusing. the question. I've answered the question. Right. Uh, so when it was so, levelled at you, you were busy levelling up, I guess. So you were levelling up away from the question. I was levelling the question. Levelling the, the question. The question was levelled at me. Right. So I levelled the question yep. by answering it in a very levelled way, in a very right. levelled manner. And now yes. I'm being asked the question yep. again. Right. And I don't think that it is the right level of questioning because 
the question has been answered right. at the time it was levelled at me. Um, right. Prime Minister, okay. is this, is uh, what, this what levelling what up do... is? Because I've never really understood it between um, you and all our listeners. Well, look, uh, we've, we've published documents. If you don't right. understand what levelling up is, there's yeah. a whole suite of documents on, on a government website. Okay. And that can be uh, answered. And this person just needs to turn left when the left light goes on. Sorry. There's I, two what... lanes of traffic. Right, what's that got to do with anything? Oh, nothing. I was just observing what's happening on on Sadiq's, Sadiq Khan's roads. Right, yes, yes. I mean, someone's really got to battle him around. Prime Minister, um, just to bring it back to Nadim Sahawi, if you don't mind, this uh, tax carelessness obviously is of great concern, especially with the tax deadline for self-employed people uh, just a week away. Um, how would you respond if perhaps, as it could be, 67 million Britons find themselves being a little careless and then refusing to pay the um, the £100 penalty? Hmm? I mean, really, if he's allowed to do it, then so should everyone else. It sets a very bad precedent for the public, wouldn't you agree? Well, if people don't want to pay the £100 fine, that's £670 million that we, we're not going to spend on the NHS. Well. That's £670 million we're not going to spend on education. That's £670 million we're not going to spend on helping Ukraine. So if people want to have that on their conscience and not pay the £100 fine, that's entirely their prerogative. But then they can't come to me and my government and complain when they haven't paid their taxes. So that's uh, in- so entirely up to them. are you saying that... N- Nadim Zahawi, so anyone can do what they want as long as they don't come crying to you afterwards. Is that official government policy? That sounds quite a good government policy, actually. I just don't like crying, you know. I, I, I've already answered the question. I don't know what more I can tell you. I've mm-hmm. answered the question. People should just stop crying. Now, look, it hasn't escaped our notice that you are, in fact, uh, in your car as you talk to us. So I owe it to my listeners to ask, are you wearing a seatbelt? Well, that, that's a ridiculous question. It's not my car. Uh, you, you only wear a seatbelt when it's your car, and this isn't my car. Mm-hmm. Neither was the car Neither was the car that I was filmed in. That wasn't my car. Right. It was a prime ministerial government car. Are you driving this car? Well, people seem to not take kindly to the fact that I was being driven in the last video so I've yes I'm I am driving I'm driving and doing I'm on Bluetooth though so that's fine right Prime Minister thank you so much for coming on the show you've been a, a, a wonderful interviewee if you don't mind me saying uh, well look that, thank you that's very kind and, and uh, perfectly timely as well thank you so much lovely lovely to lovely to speak to you again yeah hi can I get a a breakfast wrap with the hash browns inside please what do you mean you don't, you don't do them anymore? Now, everybody's talking about ethics these days. It's actually quite tiresome, isn't it? Ethics this, ethics that. Is that why you didn't turn up to the training session on corporate responsibility? Exactly. What business is it of theirs whether I mention men's grooming products available at low, low prices in this podcast? Anyway, one man who knows about ethics is Sir Stephen Stevens, who you may remember from the show last year. He's now the ethics advisor to Rishi Sunak's ethics advisor, and we caught up with him earlier this week. 
Sir Stephen Stevens, mm-hmm. welcome back to Nonsensored. Oh, thank you for having me. It's lovely to be back. It's lovely to have you here. And now, I want mm. to talk with you about all things ethics. Mm. There's a lot to talk about. Big a topic. lot to talk about, Sir Stephen. Mm, yes, it's a huge topic. Ethics this. I mean, I mean, one might think it's useless to even start talking about it. It's such a big topic. We couldn't even do it justice today. I mean, we should just chat about dogs or cats or something. Oh, I do actually have, um, I I do have a dog. Uh, I never shy away from having a little little conversation. Yes. And what kind Uh, is it? (laughs) Oh, it's a black lab, Lucy. Yeah, she's she's great. She's a lot of fun. Um, Oh, you gave it a name? uh, Yes. Do you you not name your... No, for me, a dog is a working animal. It needs a number and it needs, uh, otherwise you can't do the payroll at the end of the month, but it doesn't need a name. And, and how many dogs do you do you, do you have? Oh, four, five hundred. Wow, that is that is. And is this typical of an ethics of advisor? I, I wouldn't trust any man who owned less than thirty dogs. Well, there you go. That's um, well, a bombshell I mean, to start. I, I want to move on from, from yeah, Martin's well, yeah, dogs. I, I feel that's not that's not not what the listeners want. They don't want to hear about your disgusting dogs. Now, Sir Stephen, let's start with the big news at the moment. Mm. There's still a lot of talk about Nadim Zahawi and mm. uh, the 800 grand. Mm. Now, can you throw some light onto this? Oh, um, I think there's a bit of a confusion here. Um, yes. Harry, in, in the, actually, Nadim wasn't the 800,000 pounds. That's Boris Johnson. Nadim Zahawi is an num- undisclosed number of millions of pounds that we don't know. Oh, I see. Much clearer. Oh, it's, it's just very you get simple. confused, don't you? Do. So <laughs> you must have this all the time. I do. I mean, people keep coming to me saying, you're an ethics advisor. What do you think of these? And they just throw numbers at you and you just go, oh. There's so many numbers. Ethical, probably. And I, I suppose, you know, a number is just a number at the end of the day. So what really does it matter? It is. Money is a fiction which we've told ourselves in order to keep mm-hmm. various societal wheels running. So the idea that it could be either ethical or unethical is a nonsense. I, I do feel I need to chip in here and say that I mean that there is there is quite a lot of money at stake here, especially at a time where people are really struggling through a cost of living crisis. So the the eight hundred thousand pounds that yes. Boris Johnson has uh, reportedly been given in some form of credit facility no, well, is. I mean, and, and the the tax evasion, uh, alleged tax evasion from Nadim Zahawi as well is is it really is quite quite bad. I think. But it is funny, isn't it? I mean, I think a lot of people just like me thought it was one and the same thing. You know? Yes. I mean, do, uh, who know, cares? Do, do we really need to differentiate? Yeah. Yes. It's all just all just very confusing. None of us really understand it. So we may as well no. just just you know put our faith in the fact that our politicians know what they're doing. If they didn't yes. know what they were doing, would they be able to access a credit line of eight hundred thousand pounds over a dinner? Can you do that, producer yeah. Martin? No, but no, 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 I See, can't. You're not that caliber of person. Mm. Distinctly unethical. If I saw you wandering around with eight hundred thousand pounds, I'd have many suspicions. Rest Boris Johnson. He can get through eight hundred thousand in a week. There, there was also some questioning, wasn't there? Because he obviously he gave the job to Richard Sharp, who had organised mm. this this money. Yeah. I mean, they go back a long way. They're very good friends. There's nothing nothing unethical about giving jobs to your old friends, is there? Isn't it funny, Sir Stephen? Because I feel that in the day and age we live now, mm. suddenly friendship is penalised. It is. It is absolutely penalised. It's it, it's mm. a disgrace to this country. You can't even uh, hire your wife to be your administrative assistant at the taxpayer's 
than Fiddly Moore, um, which used to be the only reason to have a wife. Yes, yes. What is the country coming to? I don't What know. is it coming to? Uh, and you must have your, your work cut out because, let, let's get this straight, you're, you're mm. currently advising the current ethics advisor. Yes, I'm uh, the advisor to the right? ethics advisor. To, yes. Uh, yes. Yes. I'm yeah. the, he's an independent ethics advisor. I'm a very independent ethics advisor. But I think, yes, I, I think, important to have both. I think you're right that this has had a knock-on effect on very innocent things like friendship. Because uh, I used mm. to be very gregarious, but um, over the last few years, I found that friends have just generally drifted away, fallen away. Oh. And um, I can't help but think that's society's fault. Yes. Oh, Sir Stephen. Mm. Yes. It's a very lonely I mean, life. Is, eating mayonnaise from is, a jar. I don't think that's necessarily society's fault. But um, well, Martin, I, if they won't let him employ his friends, precisely, I mean, that is society's fault. Well, why, would, why, do, it, why would someone be friends with you if you can't employ if them? You're not empl- yes, if you're not offering yeah, them money, no. why would they be friends I, with you? Mm. I was also and why talking... would you be friends with them if they're not paying for your wallpaper? Precisely. You know? Well, this is raising a lot of questions here. I mean, I was largely focusing on the mayonnaise from a jar thing, but it's I mean, a very lonely life. He's... But with four or five hundred dogs around, it it feels less less empty. Yeah. You have to make the big calls on whether mm. things are ethical or I've got not. The balls to make so, the calls. Well, that's certainly one way of putting it. Um, that's the way we Boris Johnson give... used to put it. The, uh, well, there you go then. Um, mm-hmm. Could we give you a few scenarios and you could just tell us whether they're ethical or unethical? Oh, yes, this sounds like a good game. Right. Ethical or unethical. You've got a jingle. Um, we should get a jingle for that. I'll, I'll see what I can do for the podcast. Jingles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does cost money uh, to have the jingles made. Well, just but, uh, ask maybe someone to arrange a lunch for you for 800,000. That's funny. Money's not a problem. You just need to ask Richard Sharp. Okay, well, um, here's, here's the first one. Um, mm. I have been given a gift of four pounds, mm. but the person that gave me the gift uh, is now benefiting from uh, uh, greater access to my business dealings. It's a right. kind of uh, quid. Well, it's a, it's a quid pro quo, or, or rather quid a, pro quo. a full, it, it is a four quid pro quo, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think, uh, is this specifically you we're talking about? No, I'm in government in this uh, in this. Oh, uh, in which case, that's completely ethical. No, that, that's, of course, I mean, how oh, else that's good. How else are we going to come up with the money to run the country if we don't invite people, specifically business people with specific interests in specific issues, to contribute? Mm. Right. Well, okay. I think that's brilliant. Mm. Well good. done, you. So innovative to take money in exchange for services in that way. Brilliant. Right. This is great. This is great. Roll on, Martin. Mm. Um, okay. Uh, I'm a, a high-level politician. Um, I've just had my apartment redone. Yes. I didn't have the money to do it myself, mm-hmm. so I got someone else to pay for it. I accepted a gift of, um, let's say, a bit more money this time. Let's say £20,000. All right. Okay. Uh, a gift. I mean, gifts are gifts, aren't they? I mean, they, I don't. I fail to see, as as Harriet was saying, uh, it's really quite depressing the way in this country we are bound and yep. determined to see ulterior motives in everything, including yep. the most good and true, decent things that are known to the human spirit. Specifically, gifts of money. So sad. Mm. It is so sad. Well, I mean, can I can I just turn this on its head now and and, and ask you whether these things would be seen as ethical? In a um, in any other 
uh, part of public life. Absolutely. You know, if, I mean, I were... think the giving of gifts of money is absolutely key to the British understanding of themselves. Charles Dickens wrote A Christmas Carol, one of our great stories of generosity of spirit, and it ended up with Ebenezer Scrooge giving a gift of money to his employees. Oh, and doesn't that just lovely. warm the heart? Doesn't it? Yeah. That well, does warm the heart. And Martin, I, I give your, um, I don't know if it was a, a child or a dog hmm. in your family, but I gave them um, money, didn't I? Uh, it was a book, book token, yeah. I, uh, thank you for that. It, yes. Look, the the yes. problem I think that Is people that have... Is that Martin? Well, I mean, I, a child's book token is probably... Fine, I think. Right, so wallpaper, it is, or, or gifts in kind are fine, are they? They're not that different. No. They're not it, that different, Martin. You could wallpaper the a room is, with book tokens. I, mm. That would be a very expensive wallpaper and I wouldn't recommend it. Not as expensive as the wallpaper the, they did get. No, yes. that's true. It was gold, wasn't it? Yeah, that tens of thousands of pounds. In fact, I, I think if you could find the book issue... tokens to the value of £10,000, you'd make the book token scheme seem worth it. The, the point is that I, I think a lot of people see this as uh, being a vulnerability in our leaders, um, that perhaps they could then be coerced into doing other things if they owe money, if they feel like they owe favour to particular people. Um, and it, it is tantamount to uh, bribery, you know, uh, accepting mm, but... bribes, being open to that kind <laughs> of malpractice. Word. Well, I think I think I think we should examine the point. I think I think there's something there. Yes, people who uh, owe a lot of money, of course, could be susceptible to bribery, which is why we should keep on giving them more money. Then they won't owe anything. You see, as soon as you've given them eight hundred thousand, then he doesn't need to worry anymore, does he? Yeah, yeah. Well, so Stephen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Um, they're in safe hands, the government. Ethically, they are mm. in safe hands when they've got you on their side. That's what I'd say. Thank you. It has lovely, been lovely to be here. Um, is the fee in cash, or it'll be uh, backs? Um, we, uh, we 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 can probably talk about that off air. It's uh, <clears throat> what's that, me? Yeah, it's secure. This week, president of global affairs of Facebook and host of the Remember Clegg Mania podcast, Nick Clegg, announced that Donald Trump would be allowed back. We caught up with him in the metaverse. Uh, well, it was actually Zoom. Nick Clegg, I believe this is your first time on the show. Welcome to Nonsensored. Thank you so much for having me. Former Deputy Prime Minister Nick Clegg. Lovely to be here. Lovely to be back. Yes. Now, do you remember, um, do you remember 2010? To... Uh, yes, I do. I do remember 2010. Great. That's good. That's good. Just always good to make sure that everyone's on the same page, you know. Great time. Was it a great time? I, happiest, I, happiest days of my life. We're, really? You know, 2010? Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I mean, maybe you wouldn't understand until you've won an election. But really, when you win an election, that's that's sort of the peak. That's that's the best it gets. Oh, yeah. Wow. But but you're having a good time right now. I mean, you're doing yeah, well. Yeah, still, yeah, doing doing really amazingly now. Um, very, very happy, working for an amazing company, an amazing boss, um, changing the world, influencing people's lives for the better. Really happy. Yes, lots Doing of wonderful, well. lots of wonderful changes. There has been recently, though, of course, Nick, uh, quite a controversial change: mm. the reinstatement of President Donald Trump. I mean, yes. I, hats off to you, I say. I mean, about time. You, you're, you're, you're glad. You're glad. Oh, he's back. yes. I mean, you know, just. I mean, cancelling Donald Trump sat very ill at ease with me, so I'm very glad to see him back. And also, he's funny. He's yeah. a funny man. 
And that counts for a lot. This is what a lot of people are saying. You know, I've Mm. I've been taking a lot of flack for it over the last uh, few hours. People who aren't happy about it. So it's it's a relief, Harriet, to hear that you're you're one of the people celebrating his his return. Um, I just think, uh, you know, I I really don't think that this is a position that I need to sort of fight to defend. I think it's important that we we let these voices out there. You know, Um, definitely, Nick. Nick, hi, producer Martin here. Um, Hi. Sorry, Hi, I'm Martin. Yes, um, great to meet I, you. Lovely to meet do you. Remember 2010, too. Martin. I do remember 2010. Yes, um, uh, great times. Certainly a, a good year uh, for for many. MGMT people. were around, weren't they? MGMT. Oh, love loves them. them. That is great, great album. Electric feel of, uh, and and uh, kids yes. and all those songs we used to. Love to dance to. Great times. Yeah, absolutely. Well, pretty much it. anything before 2016 was, uh, in hindsight, quite fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which, of course, links into Donald Trump. Um, because, it, you know, you're saying you're getting a bit of flack. Maybe there's some people that think that he is a controversial character and therefore shouldn't be allowed mm-hmm. on these mm-hmm. platforms. Yeah. Um, do, do you have a line as to uh, what... Uh, demarks uh, perhaps someone that is um, less than ideal on these platforms, spreading hate, you know, um, inciting rioting, maybe the 6th of Jan storming of the Capitol building, for example, might mark him out as someone that isn't ideal. Maybe the reason why the storming of the Capitol happened on the 6th of January was because there wasn't enough balance, you know? We weren't hearing both Ah. sides of the argument. Maybe if somebody Ah. else had been able to reply to Donald and say, maybe let's not storm the Capitol, then perhaps the Capitol wouldn't have been stormed. And that's really what this decision is about. It's about fair debate, balance, hearing both sides. It's so important to hear both sides of the story. Um, do Do you like Phil Collins? I love Phil Collins. Do you remember the song yeah. Both Sides of the Story? Yes. That, that's what we play here at the office at Meta headquarters every single day because it's, wow. it's what we believe in and it's a banger. And Nick, that's so true. I mean, Facebook comments, you know, they, mm. they are the backbone of, of our democracy. Yeah, yeah. That's why Facebook, I, you know, everyone's always, on Facebook these days. Yes, everyone's on Facebook. And that's why I, you know, I always comment on all my friends and family's posts. You know, yeah. often to pick them up on well, rather tacky things they've posted. To provide important. fair debate and, and, and balance yes. and accountability. You yes. know, it's it's important if your cousin posts one thing on Facebook, then it's important to kind of, you know, reply in the comments and say the opposite of that thing yeah. so that overall yes. we're all we're all aware of consensus, you know? Well, mm-hmm. the, I mean, and, just to and, throw a little another bit of balance to the argument, if you will. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm um, really happy to hear your side of the argument, uh, Martin, because that's what this is all about. So well, please, um, please let us you. hear it. Um, there have been some concerns about misinformation on Facebook in particular with the demographic that are slightly older using it as their primary social media um, and that that hasn't really been older, combated. Older demographic? I think everybody is on Facebook, Martin. I think you implied there that only oh. older people are using it, but I think you'll find it's uh, everybody I, I, uses Facebook. I, I'm sure there is a, a great range Pre- of people. Predominantly everyone. Right. Well, my point was that there's a great deal of misinformation going on. And uh, Mm. what are Mm. you doing to stop the loudest voice being the one that is just taken as gospel? Well, look, 
I mean, for people to reach conclusions, they have to hear they have to hear everything, don't they? So, yes. so Donald Trump, I I don't know exactly how many followers he's got on on Meta. I think it's something like thirty five million. Yeah. Um, so you know that's that's a huge number of people who have the right to make an informed decision. So when Donald Trump says to his thirty five million followers, um, uh, this person is a is a is a pedoph- pedophile or a, or a satanist or or whatever he wants to say. Uh, that's, you know, that's important information. It's one side of the story. And then those 35 million people can hear the other side of the story, can hear that person say, no, no, really, please, no, stop. And then it's up to them to decide. I, I don't think the loudness of the voice comes into it, really. I think it's yeah, about it's, it's just hearing two, everything. It's just two sides the debate. Yeah, so, yes, as you say, it, it's him saying, this guy's a paedophile. The other guy saying, please stop stop attacking me, stop smashing my windows, uh, yeah. stop coming round. Uh, and that's, that's a fair why. response. Mm. It's important that we hear that response. Yeah, I think that's very true. I mean, do you think, Nick, that it'd be great to get some more people? I mean, you've reinstated Trump, which I think is wonderful. Mm-hmm. But I think there's other people you could reinstate. Oh. You know, Kanye West, Andrew Tate. Okay, um, yeah. My favourite, uh, she's, oh, she's an absolute darling, Katie Hopkins, oh, get her back yes, on Facebook. I say, yeah. Victor Bout, um, the Merchant of Death. What does he do? He... Sounds quite bad. Well, the Merchant of Death. Would we get in a lot of trouble for that? No, well, I mean, not if about, there was balance. It's I about suppose him, the other side of the debate, isn't there? Yes. Yeah, so he is the Merchant of Death. But I think it's it's important, isn't it, that we hear his side? And I think if someone wants to use Facebook to wreak vengeance or death, then surely that is their democratic right. I just think. Um, have you have you both seen um, Friday the Thirteenth? Long time ago. Yes. 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 And yes. Uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street. These sorts of films. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. I know these. Yep. We just believe very passionately here at Meta that you need to see both sides of the thing. Like, imagine those films if they didn't have Freddy Krueger or or Jason Voorhees. You know, these yes. homicidal maniacs that chase around. That's where the excitement comes from. That's yes. where the films really kind of take off. If we didn't have those people in there, the films would just be of teenagers sort of sitting around not doing anything. But they it's might, they might we tell we, quite those nice stories. voices, you know, Nick, voices who want, disagree. Um, we don't want Freddy Krueger on, on Facebook, though. And, and also, I'm not saying he, we bring he back can Freddy kind of, Krueger. You know, he, could, he can kind of move through mediums as well. I mean, he can move yeah. through people's dreams. So he probably can... You know, you get him on Facebook. As soon as you let him on Facebook, he'll be on absolutely everything. Yes, he'll be everywhere and getting into people's houses all over the place. Um, For me, I think that would be a step too far. I'm I'm not saying he himself will come back. I just think that that spirit of healthy, healthy. I mean, imagine, imagine Star Wars without Darth Vader. You know, Mm. we need to be able to hear. Both that would be lovely. So that we can decide. I don't know if I want Darth Vader on, on Facebook either. I mean, we won't bring Darth Vader onto Facebook. Okay, right. No, good. No, good. Good. There, I'm just there saying, is just, there without is, there debate, has... we, we, we live in a vacuum, you know? We, yes, we live that's in space. Very true. That's very true. Well, but that's I think true. that it is important to address that, like, yes, perhaps you won't have Darth Vader, but what about Darth Maul? Or, you know, one of the um, lesser, I mean, perhaps not the Emperor. Well, the good thing about Darth but... Maul, actually, is he doesn't say very much. So No, and he was he mostly sort just, of he following like, orders, right? And put got, emojis to people's He's posts. got a double-ended well, lightsaber. Really. He's twice as dangerous, by some you know accounts, as as Darth Darth Vader, and he looks scary. Mm. So look for children. That's a double 
fear oh, well, we're, spikes we're very, coming out of his head. We take it very seriously about protecting children from, from harmful content online. So if he looks scary, then he's absolutely having nothing to do with it. We won't put him back. And that's a promise. Well, does that, I mean, that. How, can that extend and to you know, well, You guys remember 2010, when I make a promise, whether it's, you know, I'm going to remove Donald Trump from Meta permanently, or I'm going to scrap tuition fees. When I make a promise, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. But that doesn't necessarily change the fact that it may not mean anything, and I might row back on it further down the line. But I, but I mean it. Yeah, and I guess about, it's really. yeah, yeah, it's the thought that counts, about. isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, all these decisions are kind of above my, above my pay grade. I, I keep taking these jobs where I end up basically in enthralled to a, a, a stronger personality than me and I sort of get sent out to do the interviews and take a certain amount of accountability for it but I'll, I'll be honest I just do what Mark tells me to do oh. Oh, no. so I mostly just live in the metaverse now I don't really I don't really leave it that often you uh, but it's fun in here guys in, you, you should come you and trapped, join me are you trapped I, in the metaverse uh, no. I'm in the metaverse right now right can you see this no it's a mimosa. It's a meta mimosa. How it's does delicious. it taste? It okay. tastes amazing. It's so good in here, guys. You should come and join. Okay, uh, I, I think mean, we've got I another. Don't... I think we've got another. Yes, we've got to go now, Nick. And... Okay. Interviewee um, coming understood. up. But... I just hope I've 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 made the points clearly. You know, it's it's all about um it's all about encouraging the conversation. You know, I yes. was so happy to hear your take, Martin. I was so happy yep. to hear your take, Harriet. Okay. I feel like. Now I can make my mind up, you know, and my decision is is I'll do what I'm told. Well, Nick Legg, thank you very much for coming to talk to us and uh, good, good luck in there. Thanks. Yeah. Lovely to see you guys. Well, that was the show and what a show it was, eh, Martin? Ah, yeah, I loved it. You know, it's, it's got a special place amongst the others. With me, uh, you know, maybe top, 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 uh, how many have we done now? 30? Top 30 for sure. Top 30? Top 30 is something people could write in, in a review, couldn't they, Martin? They could review the podcast, say nice oh, things about it. Yeah, of course, they could They could give us five stars, uh, write a nice little message, and of course, remember to send us a voice note to nonsensepodcast at gmail.com if they, they wanted to do that too. With thanks to Rosie Holt, Brendan Murphy, Ishan Akbar, Nat Tapley, Jos Norris, and Ed Morish. I've been Harriet Langley Swindon, and this was Non-Censored.